Hello, my friends, Katie Day with the Movement of Texas team here with another episode of the Real Advice Podcast. Um, I'm excited today to dig in with a friend met, um, I guess, over the past few years here through our coaching ecosystem um, and have been impressed by not only the team growth, which we'll probably dig into today, but also that he still just absolutely crushes it in real estate. Uh, please join me in welcoming Tanner Tilling. What's going on, man? How are you? Fantastic. How are you, Katie? Good to see Doing you. Doing well. Good to see you. So for those that may not know you, um, I know you're based in like the Tampa Bay area, right? So what, where does your team serve us? We service uh, basically everything from Sarasota County all the way north to Pasco County, and then as far east as Orlando. Okay. We're, we're developing a strategy to take over the entire state. Okay, no big deal. I'm sure. I'm sure you'll do that soon. I love that. That's exciting. Um, cool. I mean, so that's a pretty big region, you know, as far as Florida goes, like, I feel like some people are like, Oh no, I'm just St. Petersburg or I'm just Tampa or I'm just this. So, um, it's cool to see, you know, y'all continue to grow. Um, how did you like for someone that may not know you, right? Like how did you get into real estate? So my family has been in the business for 28 years or so. So I grew up around it. And then, um, after high school, I moved to New York city and worked as a model and actor and then realized I didn't want to do that after three years, just didn't want to live in the big city. Um, and then I moved to Colorado to study sustainable development in the environmental studies program at University of Colorado. And during that time, a lot of my professors were developers and also real estate investors. Um, and they just talked about, you know, the the way to create passive income, the best way to uh, create financial freedom and so I took their advice and uh, worked with a developer within the um, Denver metro area. They built master plan communities and also um, mixed use projects and resorts. And um, so they, I learned from one of the top uh, real estate developers in the uh, Denver area. Um, they recommended, you know, going where the migration patterns are going. Yeah. And so at that time, people started moving south and. Um, that's when the great migration started for everyone moving to Florida and then COVID kind of expedited that process. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, you've probably seen that in Texas as well. It's just crazy how many people are moving to, uh, to both of our States. So then I, uh, linked up with, uh, my mom as, uh, you know, she was with Cobalt Banker. And so her and I partnered as a small team. Um, so we initially, um, just sold properties, her and I, and then we did all the transaction management. And then um, after a while, uh, I just was tired of doing all the paperwork, putting all the marketing together and so on and so forth. So we started um, coming up with a business plan on how we can, uh, you know, divide and conquer and also uh, create, um, you know, different jobs within our company where we yeah. can um, use our expertise to benefit our clients. Cause that's what it's all about, right? Serving, you know, our clients and having that five-star restaurant experience every step of the way. And, uh, we just, you know, wanted to continue that five-star experience. And then now we're taking on, uh, more agents to teach them, you know, how to grow their business and also, um, uh, sell and we'll support them on the back end. Yeah. Um, that's an interesting path to get, 
you know, to, to Florida and, you know, working with the family. Right. Cause like, you know, if I didn't know you and knew your story, I would be like, Oh, like, I guess, you know, he just like finished school or did whatever. And then like was working, you know, in Florida with, you know, cause I know you and your mom have the team. Um, yeah. so yeah, it's cool that you were out in Colorado. How long were you in Colorado? Five years. Yeah. Okay. I went to school, worked for the developer. Yeah. Um, part-time and then full-time. And then yeah. uh, during school, I was doing door-to-door sales for solar. Okay. And so I sold a lot of solar during college. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of where I got my prospecting schedule from uh, for my real estate business. And it's brought us a lot of success. Yeah, for sure. Do y'all door knock at all um, in real estate? Every day. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, we'll definitely dig into that. Um, no, that's cool though. And I know that like, like just from, you know, being connected with you on social that you do a ton of like outdoor stuff and like hiking and different trips to crazy places. So makes sense to go to school in Colorado. I feel like, um, just knowing that like kind of personal interest. Um, so how would you say, um, you know, outside of like the prospecting side of things or, or kind of breaking down the prospecting side of things, like what do have y'all done to grow your business? Um, a lot has to do with developing relationships after the sale of your, you know, with your clients. I mean, I would say 95% of our, um, sales are from our past clients and, uh, referrals. Um, we don't spend much money on, you know, Zillow or realtor.com and, I think there's a lot of businesses out there that survive off of that business model and they're really hurting right now. But, you know, ours are, you know, we're, we're planning on doubling this year, what we did last year. And, you know, for the past five years, um, that's, that was our strategy is to love on our clients that, you know, have continued to trust us throughout the process. And then also figuring out, um, you know, how we can better serve them. You know, it's not just about buying on emotion. It's more about, you know, we're their financial advisor throughout this process. And if we can show them that, you know, we can make a uh, profit for them and also they have the home or the home of their dreams, then uh, they'll continue to, you know, call us back and forth and also refer us out because, you know, that one client that buys on emotion and, you know, you're okay with, you know, selling them a overpriced listing that needs a ton of work and, you know, they might not get their money out of it. Um, you might just get one sale, but we pride ourselves on, you know, selling eight, 10, 15 properties to the same person uh, within a short period of time. And a lot of the people that work with us, we like to share our investment strategies so they can start investing their money into real estate and benefiting from the tax benefits and, you know, how they can, I guess, deviate from paying you know, all the taxes that they do and then reinvesting and then exponentially grow their portfolio. Yeah, for sure. And I think that that's something, um, you know, I feel like everyone wants to invest in real estate. You know, I feel like every client you go out, you know, and, and tour with, they're like, oh yeah, you know, I definitely want to invest. But I think that having those like tactical tips and and an actual framework for them is helpful um, because a lot of times, you know, people just want to see returns. They want to put their money into something else other than the market, but don't really know what that looks like. Um, do you all help people with like short term, long term flipping like all the things or like do you all have like a specific like subset of the investment market that you all focus on for your clients? Yeah. So um, 
I personally do flips and then long-term rentals and short-term rentals. So we can help them with fixing up properties, but we can also help them with, you know, putting the vendors together, um, preparing the house for sale when they want to, you know, net the most money in the least amount of time. But yes, we have strategies for each person. I think the majority of individuals that, you know, are their first time investors a lot of people are on the hype of, you know, Airbnbs, but after they get into uh, managing, you know, three to five, 10 properties, then they realize that that's a full-time job. Oh yeah. So uh, we have connections that can help um, mitigate that um, uh, management yeah. and help them with, you know, answering the questions about where do I go, you know, to, uh, you know, get the best restaurant or eat the best food and so on and so forth. But yeah, we have a vendor for everything. Um, I mean, I, you say like three, five, 10 Airbnbs. I have one and we're, we're looking at another and I'm like, if we get another property, we're going to need to hire a management company. So we need to build that into the numbers for both units to make sure, you know, we're good with that. And my husband's like, are you sure? I'm like, you're getting annoyed with one Airbnb. You know, if we have two, it's, you know, it's not just gonna be a little bit more annoyance. Like, so I, I can't, Airbnbs to, to grab a, a manager. So that's funny. Yeah. Um, well, and so I guess one of the things, and this is just me being curious, like I know Florida has a lot of like short-term rental tax, right? On like stays for less than 30 days. Is that still a thing down there? Anything less than six months. So six months. yeah, so it's a um, 13.5, I think, percent or 13.2 somewhere around 13% uh, bed tax. So we have a lot of hotels in our area. We have, you know, certain beaches that are, you know, one of the top in the nation. And those people have some clout in um, Tallahassee, which is our capital. And so uh, Airbnbs are uh, being heavily taxed as well as, you know, the hotels. So that's where we get a lot of our income for our infrastructure and, you know, our systems to support the population. But uh, we also have no income tax, similar to you guys in Texas, yeah. right? Um, so that helps kind of mitigate that. And then you have you have to look at that in your performa. I mean, do you want, you know, to rent short term? Um, you got to make sure that, you know, it's worth the management costs. And then it's also worth the extra 13.3 or 13% tax that's on yeah. top of that. No. And I, I, does that make it harder to find properties that work for short-term rental or is the demand in season in Florida and even in off season in Florida, just so high that like, it's still, it's still a good deal. What are your, like just anecdotally or what are your thoughts? Most of the time you can double your, your profits. Um, so it, okay. the, that 13% is not, um, a number. That really, yeah. Yeah. It doesn't, uh, it's just all about time management. If you yeah. really want uh, passive income. Uh, the sh- long term is a little bit better strategy. Usually, I recommend that on your first purchase. And then, um, once you get used to answering a couple questions throughout the year and then getting your lease and tenant in place, then you have that cash flow. Then you can buy, you know, an Airbnb. And then you got to see how the year fluctuates in vacancies and, um, you know, the lack thereof. If you you know, have a hundred percent on vacant properties, then, you know, I'd say go full force into uh, Airbnbs as long as you can see that, you know, big profit from it. Yeah, for sure. Um, no, that's definitely interesting. Cause 
you know, I think here, this is actually something we're talking about on a, on a team training call. You know, you can either have like that monthly cash flow or appreciation. You often don't have both, at least in Texas, especially if you're financing a, an investment property, right? Just because like people, people want that 1% or people want a certain amount of money in rent on a long-term rental. Um, so we have a lot of people turning to short-term rentals and we don't have those same taxes here, but you know, um, so I was just curious what that looked like in Florida. So that's interesting. I appreciate you sharing that. Um, so switching gears a little bit, as far as like the team growth and things like that, like, you know, I think when I first met you, it may have just been the two of you. Like, I don't, I, like, I think you guys kind of had the team, obviously, because it was the two of you, but I don't know that y'all had a ton of agents. And now, you know, you're in a double digit agent count looking to continue to grow that, you know, over the next year and beyond. What, um, what would you say is, is the best place for y'all to find agents? Like, are they just coming to you? I, I mean, I see you guys post about it on social and things like that, but what's been the, the best uh, place to find agents? So well, our strategy was, you know, we created these, the back office system so we could support, you know, 40 to $50 million a person and, and, you know, contracts. So we did develop that for my mom and I, and now we have the support system to help support other individuals. And when you talk to people about, you know, their job, you know, you're out for dinner with friends and, you know, family members, or, you know, a lot of the, the agents that joined our team were, I knew them from high school when I grew up. And a lot of them have watched me throughout the years, develop the business and, you know, they're attracted to the growth and, you know, the lifestyle. And also, um, you know, I think with their past jobs, they were unsatisfied and unfulfilled with the service that they were providing. So I think real estate is up there with, you know, one of the most um, gratified kind of jobs that you can do is you find someone a home, right? Or you find someone, you know, a property that can create financial freedom for them. And then, you know, it, it, sometimes brings tears to people's eyes because you can bring them that happiness. And for me, that's, you know, that's what excites me about real estate. And if you share that with the people that you're experiencing life with, I think they're going to be attracted to it. And then you can talk about the pros and cons of, you know, this industry. It's not for everyone. I mean, like we work long hours and we have to continue, continually have to answer uh, phone calls at, you know, like, 10, different times. 11 o'clock <laughs> yeah. Yeah. in the morning, you know, so we have to be chame- chameleons and psychologists and wear so many hats. And there's a lot of people that um, uh, don't realize all the work that goes into it. I think one in eight people in the state of Florida have their real estate license, <laughs> but 87% of them fail after the first three years Yeah, because they just see the, the hype around, you know, the big uh, sales and so on and so forth. But I think it's mainly just diving into your friends and, you know, talking to them about, you know, what their interests are and also your associates when you're closing a deal and you enjoy working with that person, you ask them if they're happy with what they're doing and, um, you know, how you can help service them and bring their double their business within the next, uh, year or so. Yeah, for sure. Um, what, what advice would you give to a new agent starting out? Like if someone just got their license today, they just passed the test, they've got, you know, the notification from the licensing board, what would be like the advice that you would give them, you know, just starting out in their career? 
Um, my, I guess all I can look at is how most of the top performers uh, within our area have uh, gained success or, you know, for me, myself, I joined a top producer that had too much work and not enough time. And when you can relieve the uh, pressure and um, the lead flow and then add to it, um, that's I join a team that, you know, is high productive because you can join in on that credibility. So a lot of our newer agents are seeing a huge benefit on, you know, using our name and also our production to separate themselves from the rest, right? So say, for example, a new agent came to the table for a listing appointment compared, you know, and then I come in next, you know, they have 12 deals under their belt. And then we come in and we're like, well, we, we already hit 85 million this year, you know, what is that agent going to do for you compared to us? And then we go into all the services and the marketing strategy and the back office support and how we can, you know, net you 14% higher than any other real estate agent. And we're all taking the same fees. So like what's there, there's no competition. So I would suggest is, you know, working with someone that is highly productive within the area and, learning from them and asking a lot of questions and doing what they tell you to do because, you know, they built a business for, uh, you know, and they've stayed in business for a long time. So uh, I would just, you know, do that times two and then you'll meet with success. Yeah, definitely. Um, so you've, you've already had a couple careers in your life despite being young, right? Um, if you weren't a real estate agent today, like what do you think you'd be doing? I, my end goal is to be a real estate developer. Okay. I want to de- de- design uh, mixed use projects in downtown city centers where people can live, work and play. I want to de- design environments where people can really um, have a 10 out of 10 experience with their spiritual, mental and physically, you know, their, their health. And I feel like the developments within the past are not focused as much on, you know, health of the human being. It's more just like, this is a place for someone to live. And I just want to create some, you know, environments for people to live. So that's kind of like my end goal is to create developments. Um, But I've always wanted to be a rancher too, like having 20 horses on a mountainside and then a lake out back and, um, you know, that'd be fun. Well, once you sell a ton of real estate and then, you know, do your developments and sell one or two of those off or whatever that looks like, I'm sure you'll have enough money to go buy, you know, a ton of acres out in like Montana or something. Um, You know, so yeah, I think you can do it all. That's one really cool thing about real estate that I love is like just the opportunity that, you know, comes about from it. And obviously you already have some of that development experience and, and history with, you know, education and work history. Um, So that's really cool. Thank you. I feel like a lot of the multi-use, you know, kind of developments here in Texas, they've started to, at least here in Houston, I've seen implement more like green space and, you know, having a a person that does like, you know, yoga classes and Zumba and bingo and like different activities. So it's not just like, here's apartments with commercial on the first floor. It's like more of that lifestyle that you're talking about. So I'm excited to see how that progresses into the future. So that's really cool. Um, what would be a book or two that you would recommend someone read 
if they're getting into real estate or if they've been in it for a while and just like something that like you feel like's had impact on you? I usually go back to the power of now. There's a lot of people that, you know, something that I learned from that book is, you know, the, this moment right now can be the start of your future. So if you really take control of your current situation and you commit to your dream um, in the present moment and you, you focus on it every single second of the day, then you're going to meet with success. So I really liked the power of now. I think Eckhart Tolle um, wrote that book. Um, let me look. That's one of my favorite books. Yeah. Um, the Alchemist is another one. I mean, it's not real estate related, but I'm huge into, you know, just stories that kind of inspire, you know, you to think in a different way. Yeah. And um, I think The Alchemist was a huge, impactful book. Um those are the two that uh, that are on the top of my head. Yeah, for sure. It's that's like one of my selfish questions because like a lot of times people will will say books that are like sitting over my shoulder here that you know I've I've read or I read you yeah. know once a year or every few years or whatever. But like I always love I just wrote down the power of now because I always love getting those new recommendations because I've always got like Audible credits and like you know whatever. So um, always I'll share I'll share my list with you. I I have them all on a audiobook. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. I appreciate that. Yeah. Very cool. Well, um, all right. I'm going to hit you with a hard hitting question. It stumps people sometimes. So I hope you're prepared. If it were your last meal on earth, what would you be eating? Probably steak and lobster with mashed potatoes. Maybe all right. using the mashed potatoes. I like it. Do you have a particular like homemade, do you have a restaurant you like to go to? It would probably be a ribeye from the interior of my house. Yeah. (laughs) Cool. I like the way I cook it. Yeah. No, I I feel you on that. And it's always a better deal. You know, you can get like this fat steak that would be like, you know, a hundred dollars at a restaurant. It's like 30. It's amazing. Yeah. Cook cook just the way you want it. Cool, Tanner. Well, I appreciate you taking the time today to chat. Uh, It was great getting to know you a little bit better and hearing what has made y'all so successful down there in the Tampa Bay and Florida area. Um, Can't wait to see your continued growth and expansion of the team. Um, And I'll see you here soon. Um, We can catch up in person. Perfect. Thank you for your time, Katie. Talk to you later. Take care.